last week on Lore Seekers. Yeah, you get that. Co- you can get that cool looking uh, didgeridoo as a memento. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> the cool looking. Yep, that thing. That thing. I'm I'm kind of at a point now where I really think we need a new race to the game. Oh my gosh, that'd be awesome. We really need, I think, a new race, and it, it's kind of like one of those things where, like, obviously it has to be delicate, del- delicately done, right? Because it's. Elder Scrolls and the lore in Elder Scrolls is literally just about as precious as when it comes to like it'd be like changing the lore of Lord of the Rings or Star Wars. Greetings, travelers. Welcome to the Lore Seekers podcast. Grab an ale and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Here they are at their usual table. Jibs and cash. I guess you could call it home. Home sweet home. But we have a lot of things going on right now. So don't be so happy. I know. We got a lot. We got a lot. Oh, hey. Because it's contagious. What's contagious? You make me get the giggles. Um, Hi, how are you? Yeah. Yeah, have a seat. Welcome, welcome friends. Um, yeah, pull up a chair. Get cozy. Get comfortable. Uh, she's so, she's always on time. Here she comes, too. Oh, my dear. So good to see you. I'll take a mead. Any kind. Surprise me. I'm feeling, feeling adventurous. I'm going to have a Nordic spiked coffee today. Because I'm in a Nord kind of mood. Mm. Yeah, right up. I noticed. We'll talk to about yeah. that in a, in a little bit. So anyway, man, what's going on? Oh, I don't know. All kinds of excitement. I've had um, I've had a week uh, busy. Family at the house from out of town, and that's never a bad thing. Uh, love our family. We got a great, great, great family. This was my uh, lovely, my lo- lovely Daedric spouse's family. From, from uh, the uh, the cold plains of the Midwest, you might know something about that. Yeah, all about that life. Yeah. So they were over. Uh, had a blast. I drank way too much bourbon. <laughs> I discovered, rediscovered my love for Irish coffee. Uh-huh. Um. And drank a metric crap ton of that. Mm. I guess that would be several gallons. Right. And um, going along with my continued theme of F the meta, I rolled a Nord. <laughs> Always wanted to do uh, that. You can, People probably awesome. think that I am absolutely freaking crazy Why, how many about teams? how many characters I roll. Yeah. But um, I, I don't care i am crazy i know this i know this but the one thing that i didn't have that i played on the regular i have a dk tank totally meta he's an argonian but i didn't have a nord and it's 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 the time of year for nords it's cold oat mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so i now have a nord uh, DK, hmm. 
stamina based, mm-hmm. two hander and bow on the back bar. I have named him Blood Eagle. Ooh. Yes. So now I'm not sure if uh, many people know what Blood Eagle is. Oh. I don't recommend you look no. at Google Images. Do not do that thing. <laughs> but if you've watched the the uh, the show Vikings, which is an outstanding show, or you know anything about um, Nordic Nordic Viking history, uh, Blood Eagle is um, a very barbaric way of killing somebody. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, so Minority Nerd's name is Blood Eagle, and uh, I really, he's been pretty cool, man. Pretty fun. Very strong in the PvPs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, had a couple of really good matches last night, and uh, really put some people down. So that is the upside. The downside of my week is that my awesome, almost new MSI laptop which gets a lot of use. Um, crap the bed. Oh, no. Did they? Yeah. Oh. Power issue. There's a power issue. So I'm pretty sure it's the um, the uh, power switch where I plug in my AC, the ad- AC adapter. Right. Pretty sure that's what um, crap the bed. And it is now sitting over at MSI. And I haven't heard crap back from them yet. Mm. It's been a week. So anyway. Yeah, so I lost a good chunk of playtime this week. But just in time for new life, I am home for a few days. And then I also have my daughter's laptop that I've commandeered. I always <laughs> to commandeer something. Uh, and I commandeered her laptop. We call that dad tax. That's what that is. You need, yep. you need something, you want something, dad tax. How about you, buddy? I think you also have something new. Oh, I do. To talk about. I do, yeah. So good to be back on the airways, first of all. But uh, just be back. It's, it's always something about just coming back to the to talking, you know, it's special. But, uh, yeah, so I, oh, man, you know, it's, it's kind of in a weird, like, funk with ESO. Like, I, I like, personally, I'm discovering I'm very much a challenge-driven player. Um, and it could be anything from getting achievements. It could be titles. It could be a new tune, but I've discovered or I'm, I'm rediscovering and, and becoming ever more cognizant of the fact that if I am not challenged, then I'm not having fun. And so I was, I was just kind of in this weird funk. I'm like, I, I want to play ESO, but I'm not sure what to do, you know? And then I'm just like, you know what? I was having a, a interesting day at work and I uh, had some time. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make an orc. I'm going to go back to my old school heritage of Elder Scrolls and I'm going to make a Dragon Knight and um, went Stam and I, I'm having a lot of fun. He's, I made him as imposing as possible. As yes, you did. As large. Uh, I've got the, the uh, I think it's Skin Changer motif armor which is just huge armor and then uh so it's you know there was i remember this this time i was running in stormhaven oh i want to say a month ago and I, this is the only time this has ever happened that a player's tune actually made me stop what i was doing completely turn and run back to wherever i was just to see this person again 
this guy was a huge orc, and it stood out so so much to me that I'm just like, you know, I I have to do this. I I have to do it. And so yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. It's good. Started working on Arsenium, and uh, you know, PvP. Of course, this is going to be a PvP tune for me. Um, maybe PV. I don't know. But anyway, a lot of fun. Having a lot of fun. Yeah, so um, you sent me a screenshot of him mm-hmm. yesterday, mm-hmm. Um, and here's why, my friends, because Jibs and I wanted to do something a little bit different and kind of fun, so we have written Blood Eagle and, what was the name, Skin Flute? Man Flesh. Oh, Man Flesh. That's a, a reference in um, case you didn't know. Yeah. Uh, we have written Blood Eagle and Skin Flute into our storyline. <laughs> you okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I think you guys will enjoy it. I think we uh, we put a little spin on it. But um, it should be fun, I think. And let me ask you this question, Mr. Jibs. Mm. Have you noticed any difference... In the way that your character plays, because he is because he's not the meta race for a Stam DK. Uh, no, hmm. no, not super weird. No, I'm only level 14, 15, but no. Oh, you better catch up. Where are you at? Twenty-two. You're obnoxious. Totally obnoxious. And guess what? What? The new lives festivals here because yeah. Santa Claus is going to give us some XP's. Yeah, I know. We're going to talk about that. There we are. Speaking of, we should probably get started. Are you ready? I'm here, aren't I? Yeah, that's, that's the problem. All right, well. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. All right, everybody, well, welcome. Thank you so much for hanging out with us again. Welcome again. This is the Lore Seekers podcast where we hang out and uh, chitty chat about Elder Scrolls Online. This is episode 7 of volume 3, and we are your hosts. I am Jibs, and I'm joined by my better half, Cash. Wow, now we're really a married couple. Oh, I guess it kind of went that way, didn't it? Yeah, it's not what I meant. Yep. Hey, I, you know what I do want people to know, though? Here's the funny part. We talk about being a, we talk about being a married couple. Yeah. Um, I'm sure wives are totally fine with that. But yeah. we think so in sync sometimes... Yeah. We did not plan to both roll stamina DKs. Yeah. Yet what did we do, my good friend? We literally rolled the exact same build style and didn't even know it. Yeah, like a freaking day apart, we rolled the same exact character with the same exact attributes. Yep. So, you know what that would be? That would be a really fun duel. At some point. I think that'd be a really fun stream as well. A fun stream and a fun duel. Mm-hmm. So at some point, mm-hmm. you and I are going to have to duel, and then all the people can see how terrible I am at the PvPness. Well. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. We should uh, take bets. That's what we should do. We should take oh bets. We need, uh, we need someone to run the betting ring. The fight The fight club. The Jibs and Cash fight club. That's what it is. We're going to make this an event. Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, folks. Well, anyway, if you hung out with us last week, you'll know that we chitty-chatted about the uh, Crown Store Showcase, a new Crown Crate season, and all the wonderful artifacts of Elder Scrolls. But uh, this week on the show, 
it's one heck of a lore lesson. I I am I'm super stoked. This is probably my most anticipated lore lesson, quite possibly aside from the Dwemer of all time, and possibly Morrowind. I don't know if we've done that yet. I don't remember. But anyway, we're doing a lore lesson on Skyrim today. It's gonna be yes, awesome. the region. We're doing the region of Skyrim region. and um, parts of its history. We have already covered some of Skyrim's history before, but, you know, it's the season and it's cold outside Maybe and cool. the Nords <laughs> needed a little bit of love. So we're going to talk yeah. mostly about the snowy reg- regions of, uh, of Skyrim, the land itself. I like it. And uh, we're also chitty chatting about uh, New Life Festival and we our our Discord our community already knows this. They got a little, they got a little uh, tease. They, they got the announcement early, but we're unveiling a very special lore seeker announcement later in the show. So look forward to that. But uh, anyway, let's jump right in. So it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's new life time. <laughs> God All right. Um, so, <laughs> so <laughs> every time you do that, bro, I piss myself. Oh, so awesome. All right. So anyway, folks, celebrate the New Life Festival for bonus rewards and XP. This is coming to us from ESO's official website. Typically, they all do normally, but uh, this is going on right now. It says, quote, earn bonus rewards, get double XP, which is 100%, in case you didn't know, and celebrate the end of the year in style during the New Life Festival. Now, this is the quick tip. This is the final, and we're going to talk about it here in a little bit, but this is the final event for the year, and this will be the last event that finishes up your Endric Feathers. So we'll get into that here in a second. But anyway, this is how you take part. First off, you pick up the New Life Festival Scroll from the in-game crown store and use it to find the New Life Herald Brita, located south of Windhelm in East March. You know... She's a Nord. She's very Nord. Like, I, I remember uh, Tiso putting up her, it pay, her, uh, her picture on Twitter, and uh, I'm like, oh, wow, she's so pretty. And then I heard her talk... Well, she's no Lyris. She's no Lyris. No. But no. Uh, Lyris, she's, she's my jam. Lyris, yeah, Lyris is on a whole other level. She's yep. a whole other... She's a Nord, too, right? That's a huge witch! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so anyway... So, Brita, I'm sure some people are going to get that reference. Brita's <laughs> fantastic, though. She does give us free drinks, and quite frankly, this is the first time I've ever met Brita, ever. I've never participated in New Life. I'm first time I've ever been a part, and so it was kind of a fun experience chit-chatting with her. See, you are a communist. I am not. I am. This is your first New Life year? Mm-hmm. Such a noob. Yeah, I know. You're going to love it. This is my favorite festival of the year. And the reason that I – the favorite, my favorite ESO event. And the reason that I say that is because I will literally take every single one of my characters through every single New Life quest every single day. Whoa, you serious? This is one of those, yeah, this is one of those cray-cray ones. Oh, man. And with the double XP's, oh, bro, mm-hmm. by the end of this festival, actually, probably by midpoint of this festival, 
my brand new Nordy Nord will definitely be fitty. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm expecting us to, if not fifty, like a few levels within fifty. Um, but uh, oh, hey, quick note by the way to anybody who's listening. I know a few weeks ago I said if you're leveling a new tune and you have the fifty percent XP scroll. If you're doing dolmens, it takes you about 45 minutes to get to 10, which then allows you to do you know all your randoms. But I discovered if you have 150% XP scroll, it takes you roughly somewhere between 30 to 35 minutes. So, quick tip. There you go. You're welcome. Um, all right. So anyway, Brita. Yeah. Complete the initial quest titled "The New Life Festival" to unlock a host of new life-themed and festive daily quests. There's nine in total, by the way. And uh, I didn't know this until today when I started doing them, but uh, they are uh, the races of ESO themed. Everything is themed. Oh, yes. Based off of the race. It's very, very fun. Very cool. Uh, That you have to bring cheer to every corner of Tamriel. Once you've completed your first New Life Festival quest, you'll also have unlocked the Breeders Bottomless Mead Mug Collectible, which using... It gives you your 100% XP boost during the event period. You're going to love this. You should let me run you through the first time. I already did it all the first time. I'm sorry. But I'll happily do it with you my second time. I was just going to give you my (laughs) my tips and tricks because this is the one that I am an expert at. Oh. Yes. I can run through these quests very, very quickly. Um, and I, I enjoy them every single time. Yep. Hmm. Quests like the Fishbone Feast. Oh, man. I hated that one at first. Yep. But I got throwing mud balls yeah. and jumping off of piers naked. And yeah. This is a pretty cool one. Yep. So, with this event, there's going to be some gift boxes. And if you've, you know, this shouldn't be really new to anybody if you have uh, played ESO for at least three months. Every event seems to become some kind of gift box we get. But anyway, by completing the Herald's Daily Quests, you'll earn New Life Festival gift boxes. Inside, you'll find random items, including crafting materials, consumables, and style items. However, you might also receive one of the following. Skin Changer Motif Chapters. New Life oh, Recipes. Sweet. New Life Collectibles, which includes Sword Swallow, Swallower's Blade Memento, Juggler's Knives Memento, Fire Breather's Torches Memento, Mud Ball, Nordic Bather's Towel, Clothian Filigreed Hood, and Clothian Fur Hood Hat. A selection yeah. of lights, lamps, and lanterns for your home, and Droughts of Stealth Escape and Escape to celebrate the Trial of Five Clawed Gil. Guile. That'd be guile. There we go. So the uh, mud ball pouch memento is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> that one will follow you, if not haunt you, throughout the year. So once you get that one, um, I believe there's mud balls all over the place, and, and you can stock those up uh, to be used. That one is uh, one that you'll use all year long, especially when, you know, your friends are looking nice or, you know, say you're having a guild event where your friend is showing off a new style or, you know, walking down the runway in some fashion. That's when you throw your mud balls. It seems to happen in Lore Seeker uh, guild events. Somehow, someway, in every event, I get splattered by a random mud ball. It happens it a lot. Fails. And then, of course, the Nordic bather's towel. Oh, um, we favorite. are naked half the time. In Lore Seekers Guild, so yeah, that's true. 
that's a um, that's another one. I mean, we're naked so, right now. Yeah, uh, this is pants no pants episode. This is no pants episode. <laughs> oh, hey, quick yeah. tip. Um, there's something I know that you have some tips. Are there any tips that you can share from any of the dailies that you remember? I have one in particular that I learned. Um, if I hadn't learned this, I was really becoming very frustrated and aggravated. Is there anything, you, I know this is off the cuff, but do you have anything that you remember from these dailies, tips that would really help these people doing these dailies? Um, yes, make sure that you have plenty of bait for Merkmire, which I believe that's dirty water and... Um, Poo-poo water. We've confirmed it's dirty water, but I think it's worms. Um, that will help you with the Fishboon Feast. Mm-hmm. You don't have to buy the, um, you don't have to buy the bait from the nope. lady that it says to buy the bait from. That's one, uh, one thing. Um, let me think here. Get yourself a route because these work very, very well um, if you have a good route, particularly in the Signal Fire Sprint which is down in Alakir, um, get yourself a route and this will be very, very easy on your stamina character. So if you have, you get, you need to do a lot of sprinting in that one, especially if you're going for the achievements. Um, you have to basically sprint around this certain area in a, in a city in Alakir and you have to light these bonfires. So, or you have to light these signal fires. So, have, at least have yourself, say you have a Magicka character and you don't have that much stam on that character, make sure that you equip in your in your quick slots, equip yourself a stamina potion or a couple. Yep. So that as you're running and you run out, you can quickly hit that and you can stay on the sprint because mm-hmm. you can't use your mount. So um, let me see. What else do I have? Well, yeah, you- I think that's it for now. Once I run through them again, I'll probably have a... Have another uh, tip. All right. Uh, there was one that I picked up that I didn't realize. You're going to get a daily, folks, that's going to send you to uh, Betnik, okay? And uh, it's going to require you basically to kill mobs. But you're going to see a lot of people. You're going to have to kill wasps and wolves. Wasps to get uh, honey, I believe, and wolves to get the fresh meat for this lady. All right? This orc uh, female centered around the main city, main hub, right? Well, you're going to find out there's a lot of people who tend to get in these big groups waiting for these wasps to spawn. These are not shared, okay? So it's basically whoever gets the first hit. I can't describe to you how frustrating that is, sitting there waiting, and I did today, just waiting and waiting and waiting. Then it spawns, I don't get a hit in, and I didn't get any credit. There is a quick tip. Go to the southeast side of Bret. Is it Bretnik or Betnik? I forget. It's Betnik, dude. You're the orc. Betnik. Yeah. Well, you know, I haven't <sighs> been there in a while. I'm. I'm yeah, it's Betnik. Yeah, okay. Go to the southeast side of Betnik. There are wasps, and along the way, there's a main road that takes you there to the shoreline. There is wolves all over. Do that. Save yourself stress, and literally nobody's really doing it because they're all sitting around in big circles. You will save yourself. Not until now. Lots of stress. Well, yeah, until now. Sorry about that. 
Sorry, not sorry. So we have it. We have at least one day of all that area being clear that you just said. Your little we honey do. hole. We do. All the lore seekers are going to be down there. So if you're down there doing it, eh, might as well be naked. Might as well. I'm just saying. Wasps definitely don't sting you if you're naked. Is that confirmed? Because. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I think. All right. <laughs> all right. So we're also uh, something brand new they're doing this year. It's called Charity Ritz. I'm assuming it's new. They said it's all new. This oh. is new. Okay. All right. So New Life Festival boxes can also drop New Life Charity Ritz. These new event-exclusive Ritz task you with creating simple furnishing items to donate in the spirit of the season. Once you've completed one of these new Ritz, turn it into any Ritz return location for its event type. Note, if you don't have the recipe required to craft the Ritz, visit the relevant crafting vendor to pick it up. And uh, here's the re- here's the main reason why we do this. Because if you get 12 of these suckers done, you turn 12 of these in on a single character, we will unlock the newly charitable achievement, giving you the Crystal Frost skin. Ooh, that seems cold. Yeah, yeah. I got one today. I got one writ. Nice. Yeah. There are already people offering to sell them for uh, anywhere from 30 to 200K a piece. You know, F those people. Just taking advantage. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Working the money, man. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Go That's out there. Earn, earn your stuff. And, sell uh, your rents. Make your money. So sell your body. Do whatever you do. Sell your soul. Molag ball. Tag. Did you say a hag? Bag. Oh, okay. Uh, and return, returning furnishings during this event, the holiday achievement furnisher, Geralda Garscroft is ready to turn your residence into a winter wonderland with exclusive furnishing items. You can find her in Grotwood, Stormhaven, and Deshaun. She's selling the New Life Bonfire and the New Life Celebrants Standard. And that's, uh, oh, yeah, final bit to this. Uh, Like I said earlier, this is the last event to get your Endric Feather and get yourself a free mount. Okay. So get your 10 tickets. You get one ticket per day. You can uh, earn a total of twenty tickets during this event, and uh, get all feathers, per- all four feathers purchased, and get yourself a free Indrick mount. So there's that. I am sitting on three feathers and twelve. Oh, wait, yeah, three tokens and twelve feathers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no, no, yeah, I have twelve event tickets. And three feathers. So pretty much, I'm whenever it is I get to log in today, I log in and go get my pet, my mount. Super stoked. There you go. There you go. Yep. Yeah, I've got, I'm sitting on 10. I just haven't gotten it yet. I'm, I need to go do that thing. It's on my to-do list. And that yeah. is, ladies and gentlemen, your new life festival for 2018. Man, I'm excited about this event. Like, I, I think, you know, I remember we talked about a, a few episodes ago where... You know, there was really two events that were really our events, the Lore Seeker events, and that was the the Halloween event that we absolutely love, and then this event. And this is so fun because it's so incredibly cheery. You know, like everyone's happy. These events are fun. You're throwing mud balls at literally um, high-profile NPCs, like they're government officials. Um, it kind of reminds me of the Jester Festival. It was a lot of fun. It really was a lot of fun. And it was easy to yeah. pick up for somebody who's never done a new life event before. So, 
yeah, this one this one is a fun one to take part in. Even if you just do it on one character, you know, just have fun with it. It's I don't know. This is one of my favorite holidays. So, yeah, agreed, agreed. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, <sighs> this is a very special time, very special announcement. So today. The Discord community already knows, but we thought we'd tell the entire listener base of the Lore Seekers podcast that we are officially announcing the Twitch Tavern episodes. Well, what's that, Chips? Well, here's what it is. You've been a part of the Lore Seeker experience for close to 40 episodes, encompassing three volumes. And you know, we think it's time to do something very special just for you. We've talked, we've always said in the past we wouldn't do this, but you know what, we're doing it. For the first time ever, we will be doing a live show Wednesday, December 19th on the official Lore Seeker Twitch channel. That's Twitch. Jibs. What? That's less than a week away. It is, but wait, there's more. We, oh. we, <laughs> we are calling. Must <laughs> be QVC. All right. Uh, we are calling this the Twitch Tavern episodes where we pull back the curtain a little bit. And let you in on the behind-the-scenes Lore Seeker experience. We've, I can't tell you how many times we've been requested for bloopers and, and all the outtakes. Well, you can come see it all. You can witness the outtakes, laugh at the bloopers, and all kinds of wonderful jokes. And, by the way, these are After Dark-themed episodes. So whenever we do a Twitch Tavern episode, it'll be After Dark-themed. So you can expect far more adult verbiage, lusty Argonian jokes... Cash probably flying off the handle and probably barroom brawls. So, dude, well, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Once for the adults, <laughs> but I am at some point going to tell you to f off during that episode. <laughs> All right. So for the first Twitch stream episode, we wanted to do something really special. All right. If, if this is going to be something we're we're going to do every so often, we want every single time, every single episode of the Twitch Tavern to be very, very special. And we thought. You guys have supported us. You've listened to us for weeks on end. And now we want to give you the opportunity to bring your questions, your topics into the podcast more than ever before. Maybe you've been listening to the show and you're just like, man, I wish they would talk about that again. Or I wish that they, this could maybe be readdressed. Or a question on upcoming expansions or you know thoughts on stuff. Well, this is your time. If you've ever wanted to send something in, now is your time. Because this is all about you you will get to decide what we talk about as the episode will be entirely made up of topics sent in from lore seeker listeners we will uh also be incorporating your twitch chat comments into the episode so if you haven't if you haven't caught on this is going to be a very different kind of episode it's not going to be our normal episode this will be our last episode for the year and then we'll come back in january on january 4th we'll return be taking a break for christmas but uh so here's the details on this. Wednesday, December 19th at 8 p.m. EST. That's 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Podcast. If you want to have your questions, if you want to have the chance to have your questions answered, here's what you do. You email us, loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com. In the title bar, we do ask that you please put Twitch Tavern. It kind of helps us figure out what's just a um, you know a listener email versus something that's for the Twitch Tavern, and also 
to sweeten the deal, because it's the Christmas season, we're going to be doing a lot of giveaways. A lot of giveaways. I know I have a $20 Steam gift card just sitting here. It's waiting for a good home. There will be blood. There will be blood. And, and uh, gifts. Yeah. Oh, and uh, it's an ugly Christmas sweater stream. This will be also Christmas themed, so uh, Cash is wearing his, I'll be wearing mine, and you can wear yours, and we'll have a good time. Yeah. Oh, and don't forget yeah. that if you uh, actually have a life and cannot make this live this stream live with us, this will be recorded and will release as the episode for the week. So you'll still get your episode on Friday yep. of next week. It's the week after that that we are taking off to celebrate Festivus with our little Daedric families. Yes. Yep. There you go. And uh, when you come, it's going to be, uh, when you come listen to the show, it's going to be 100% like you hear it. We're going to have the barmaid there. We'll have the music playing. It'll be as if you're in the tavern with us, and we're going to incorporate your questions, your comments, all the good things. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we can't. And all the F bombs that we say in between takes. I love this because I don't have to edit. <laughs> there will be no editing. We're just going to roll with the show. Roll with the mistakes. We're going to roll with the um, with the recording issues because they're inevitably every show we have recording issues. And that's just, they're not terrible, but that's just podcasting. If you've ever podcasted before, it's like Murphy's Law every oh, yeah. single week. Oh, yeah. There's always but, stuff happening behind the scenes. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we hope to see you all there. And truly, we can't thank you all enough for continuing to listen for all the emails and stories that we've heard from our listeners, whether it's um, family members enjoying ESO together because of the show or dads playing uh, ESO now with their children because of the show. It's just it's awesome. So we hope to see you there. We know our community is pretty stoked about it. We've got one heck of a response, and we hope you are too. But uh, anyway... If you have any questions, you can always call us at 765-382-6961. And you can always email us. And we hope you do, especially for the uh, the Twitch Tavern. It's going to be a good time. Lord Seekers Podcast at gmail.com. So, now's the part where I get to listen. Yeah, because, man, it gets old listening to you talk for like 45 minutes straight. I don't blame you. Come on. No no snarky comeback? Nope. I'm going to just throw out some love. Fine. I guess it's the season of giving. I really do enjoy listening to you, Babel, for 45 minutes. Hmm. Was it really 45 minutes? It was 45 eh, minutes. 35. 35? Hmm. Okay. No. Much love, buddy. Well done. Oh, thank you. Well done. Okay. Let's talk a little Skyrim. But first, careful. Mm. Here we go. Okay. All right. Perched in the mountains of the northernmost province of Tamriel and Skyrim, a very Christmassy, frigid region where many battles have been fought over the course of history. This is also known as the Old Kingdom, the Fatherland, or the Kazal in the dragon's tongue. <gasps> he said dragons in the dragons. second era. Oh my god. <laughs> Skyrim is primarily inhabited by the Nords. Mm-hmm. Skyrim is bordered by Morrowind to the east, 
over the Velothi Mountains, Cyrodiil to the south beyond the Jural Mountains, and Hammerfell to the south and the west. I wanted to touch on Skyrim just because it's snowy. Our uh, our guild event is going to take us there this year for our, our Christmas party. I don't know how many other guilds are doing Christmassy stuff. We are going to be tromping through snow, Woo. killing world bosses in our Nordic bathers towels. Yeah, buddy. Might as well talk about Skyrim. Much of the northern half of Skyrim is covered in snow, therefore the coldest parts of the region. The southern regions of Skyrim are relatively mild and much warmer as you go south. It's nice down there. It's so nice. It's probably a a balmy 35. (laughs) A warm 37. (laughs) And all the nords are still wearing shorts. Mm, Yes. So, the province of Skyrim is itself divided into nine political regions by the Nords of old. These divisions are called Holds, and each has a ruling Jarl. I always want to say Jarl, but I don't. I say Jarl. That maintains the court in that Holds capital. The nine Holds are Hafingar, Hjalmarch, The Pale, that's Jibs' one, Winterhold, Eastmarch, The Rift, Whiterun, Falkreath, and The Reach. Some of those should sound familiar because they are in ESO. The other ones are in Skyrim. And I think at this point, probably 90 to 95% of our listeners have um, at least experienced Skyrim in some form. So you'll understand the whole political, the nine regions thing, the Jarls, the keeps, the holds, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about a little bit of history around Skyrim and their inhabitants, the Nords. Nordic legend holds that Kain, the Nordic goddess of the storm, breathed life into them at the summit of the throat of the world. Most historians, however, hold that Isgrimor, the first Nordic settler of Skyrim facilitated the settling of Skyrim by bringing many, many waves of immigrants over from old Atmora. Isgrimor was known as the first human ruler of Skyrim. So you can either go with Nordic legend, with Kine, or maybe a little bit more believable, in my opinion, Isgrimor was um, a great immigrant and everybody came over in a rush. In ancient times, however, Skyrim was said to be ruled by a dragon cult. There is evidence of this everywhere. The origins of this dragon cult society worshipped dragons and utilized the cult's dragon priests as their intermediaries. The dragon priests were seen as gods above men. They were very loyal servants of the ancient dragons of Skyrim. Late in the Merithic era, the fabled Dragon War ended and the Dragon Cult ended when Alduin, sound familiar, mm-hmm. Skyrimers, Alduin the World Eater, an incredibly powerful dragon, was defeated atop the throat of the world. No spoilers there, but go play Skyrim. 
for Mara's sake. The dragon gods were eventually replaced by the induction of Jibs. Take a guess. Uh, I, I don't know. The dragon gods replaced the go- the, the gods. No gods were replaced. Okay. The eight divines. Oh, jeez. Boy, I can't wait. You didn't for the even quiz. say anything about when I said Vikings. I'm impressed. You're really in the zone right now. Yeah, that's in the zone. It's well because I have Viking on my brain right now. Anyway, so oh okay, kind, okay. I was kind of into you. Oh, all right, all right. Fun fact: Although the ancient Aldmer with a D and the Snow Elves, the dead ones, occupied Skyrim until late in the Marethic era. Continuous waves of Nordic immigration from Atmora, led by Isgrimor, finally established Nordic supremacy in modern-day Skyrim. Nice job, Isgrimor. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the old holds. These were those nine political uh, separations within Nordic culture. The most eastern hold of Skyrim is Eastmarch. Yes, that is an ESO. It is um, one of the main areas for the Nords. It is. Beautiful area. This is one of four of the old holds. The old holds, isolated from Tamriel as a hold. Okay, let me go back. There are four old holds. There are nine total holds. Four of them are considered the old holds. So I just wanted to clear that up. Okay. I was confusing (laughs) myself. The most easternmost of these holds is Eastmarch, and it is one of those four old holds. The old holds isolated from Tamriel as a whole, both geographically and politically, include Winterhold, Eastmarch, the Rift, and the Pale, where Jibs comes from. What? I can't help but feel like the Pale is probably the worst place to come from when you say that. No, it's just also, it's the the Tamrielic equivalent of Indiana. Oh my God. So a whole lot of rednecks. Woo! A whole lot of rednecks. A whole lot of rednecks. (laughs) Ding! Ding! All right, so the Pale, shaped like a boot, it's not Italy. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> the Pale is a northern hold of Skyrim. This hold is covered by massive expanses of cornfields. Just kidding. Of ice and snow. Like, really? <laughs> scattered mountains and forests. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's massive expanses of cornfields and <laughs> terrible decisions. <laughs> oh, buddy. It's so fun to poke at you. And it's then when, so when, when you poke and that starts bleeding, you move to another spot and poke that one until it starts bleeding. <laughs> this is what I signed up for. <laughs> the pale reaches from central Skyrim to the northern coast and is marked very clearly in the east by Lake Yogram. Dawnstar, its capital, is a bustling seaport which got its name from its reputation for, quote-unquote, the sun. Greeting the sun as it begins its journey, which I thought was pretty ingenious of the writers. I'm like, you know, that's pretty cool. Simple pleasures. Fun fact. An ancient dark brotherhood sanctuary is located beneath the city of Dawnstar. <laughs> I know. It's oh, so that's evil. my language right there. 
I can feel it. I can feel your anger. Yes. I just did that. I'm not offended. Shouldn't be. Winterhold. Okay. (laughs) Winterhold is the northernmost hold in Skyrim, and it also has the most inclement weather. It's cold as hell up in there, y'all. Probably the most notable feature of Winterhold is the College of Winterhold. This is a very famous school for magic users. I love some of the facts about Winterhold. After the Great Collapse, what was the Great Collapse? Jibs? Yeah, I'm not even going to do it to you. Yeah, just, okay. Just, yep. I'm just going to roll on. I'm just going to roll tide. Just carry on. The Great Collapse was a major disaster in which monstrous waves, because remember, this is right on the coast, monstrous waves from the Sea of Ghosts destroyed a large part of Winterhold. Like it freaking sunk into the sea. And the only Hmm. part that still remains is the very small village that is right next to the entrance to the college. This is absolutely in Skyrim. And it is a really neat area. Like you go there and you're like, holy crap, there's like five little houses here. Well, that's all that was left of Winterhold after the Great Collapse. Uh, Winterhold has numerous snowy coasts and a massive mountain range bordering Winterhold, the Pale, and Eastmarch. In this area, life is scarce and the elements are very, very harsh. On the trek to Winterhold and the College of Winterhold in Skyrim, this is totally reflected. Like the only thing you see are like ice wraiths and... Um, horkers and um, I mean, there's it's just gnarly, gnarly territory and super cold. So, um, yeah, if you haven't experienced that, then go do so because it's a really neat part of the game. Hmm. Uh, Hjalmark Hold is an isolated coastal hold in Skyrim, intertwined with waterways that empty into the Sea of Ghosts. In this warmer region, the Deathbell flower is known to grow wildly in the swamps. Here's another fun fact for you. The Sea of Ghosts is a cold, misty body of water in the Patamaic Ocean, bordering Tamriel to its north and northeast. Hmm. Called the Sea of Ghosts. So neat. Agreed. Okay, another hold. Hafingar, two A's, H-A-A, Fingar. Bless you. Oh, you're welcome. This hold is relatively small, but located in a coastal mountain region of northwestern Skyrim. The capital of Hafingar is Solitude. Everybody knows and has heard of Solitude. Uh This city is perched atop a large rock outcropping towering above the Karth River. The Karth River itself provides for bustling trade and commerce in the region, mostly in the form of timber and fish, because they can move it all via the river system. Mm -hmm. The Reach. This geographic feature is surrounded by High Rock, Skyrim, and Hammerfell. That's a massive area. This area was primarily inhabited by the Daedra-worshipping Reachmen. We talked about this before also known as the Witchmen of High Rock. A tribal group primarily of Breton descent, 
The Reachmen were very tribal and very primitive. They became well-versed in resisting foreign rule and used ancient magic and their knowledge to uh, knowledge of the terrain, I should say, to repel invaders with espionage and guerrilla tactics. No, not guerrilla as in Imga. This is <laughs> gorilla tactics. Man, kind of I, I tell you what, the Imga comments we got about <laughs> a few upsets go. It is just the weirdest freaking race. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, I agree. We will have nothing to do with this war of yours. We're out of here. Deuces. I'm going to take my cape and my funny names and I am out of here. That's, that's kind of how I felt like it went. That's pretty much how they most likely are. Okay. Um, there was a race of primitive ape-like figures in Spongebob. This is so off base. Wow. In Spongebob. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Sandy Cheeks, the squirrel, the yeah. squirrel scientist yeah. in Spongebob. All you parents out there, I know what you're, you know what I'm talking about. Sandy Cheeks's bosses were a bunch of scientists. There's an episode where Sandy Cheeks, her bosses are coming to visit to see how her progress is, is going down in Bikini Bottom, which is where SpongeBob lives and where she lives doing her scientist stuff. Just wait for it. Okay. It's, it's the point is coming. Mm -hmm. So her bosses were all very snooty, smart scientist primates. And that is exactly what I think of when I think about the Imga. Go find <laughs> that episode. It is hilarious. Okay. Rant off. All right. Let's, yeah. So let's talk about, uh, continue talking about the Witchmen of High Rock, which were the Reachmen. Um, this Breton descent tribal group became very, very well versed in resisting foreign rule and used ancient magic and their knowledge of the terrain to repel invaders with espionage and guerrilla tactics. They eventually became known as the Forsworn. And I know that we had talked about that yeah. at some point before. The Forsworn were, um, a lot of them were run and overseen by Hagfens. Uh-huh. And I already told the story about my the death of a hag fan in sky in one of my Skyrim play playthroughs, and then I went and just destroyed her entire uh, um, compound, basically, which was a bunch of Forsworn. Sold all their junk. It was awesome. Okay, fantastic. White Run Hold. In the middle of Skyrim is White Run Hold. Living in this region are the legendary giants, mostly male. Remember we talked about the females and we haven't seen any and how do they reproduce and all the torque when they do reproduce and that, mm. we already talked about that a few episodes ago. Mm. <laughs> and they're mammoths. This is where they come from. The capital city of Whiterun is adorned with many farms on its outskirts that supply much of the food for the whole of Skyrim. Two of the largest settlements in the region are Rorikstead and Riverwood. I've always made... Riverwood, my home away from home in Skyrim. I'm going to have to go see it now. 
Yeah, Riverwood is like by far my favorite town. It's just a little tiny one-stop shop. Uh, there's a couple little places, a couple of like uh, dwellings and stuff, and there's the lumber mill, and it's just a really neat place. And it's a big part of your story. It becomes a big part of your story. So, okay. Falkreath Hold, nestled in the southern border areas of Skyrim, Falkreath Hold is home to the capital city of Falkreath and the abandoned settlements of Helgen and Nurgrad Watch. Skyrim's famous Pine Forest is in this region, and because of a fine mist that covers the land for most of the year, Falkreath appears to be without seasons. That's interesting. It's very interesting. The Rift. This hold marks the southeastern part of Skyrim and has a much more mild and temperate climate. The Rift's capital is the city of... Rifted! Yay! You got one! I'm so proud of you! One for eight! Yeah! Well, yeah, I gave you half the answer. All right, don't be a dick. Okay. (laughs) The Rift's capital city of Riften is nestled in the massive fall forest on the shores of Lake Honrick. Because of the region, um, because the region has a much more warm climate, agriculture thrives in this area. And in the middle of Lake Honrick is a chest in Skyrim. Good luck finding it because Lake Honrick has some incredible currents and it's hard as hell to pinpoint where that stupid chest is. <laughs> it takes me hours every single freaking fragging playthrough of Skyrim to find that stupid chest. So there's that. Hmm. Last but certainly not least, my friend, is Bleak Rock Isle. This is considered to be a part of Skyrim. It is a small, snowy island in the Sea of Ghosts in between Windhelm, Blacklight, and Solstheim. The Daggerfall Covenant drove out a small contingent of Nords on the island in the Second Era, year 582. Yes, my friend, this is the timeline of ESO, and I just finished, well, a couple days ago anyway, Bleak Rock Isle. And remember, it's kind of nostalgic for me because I had done so in the past, but um, that was the starting area for the Nords, and I enjoyed it. Hmm. So anyway, this was a little bit more of a geographic lore lesson. And I think I want to incorporate some more of these as we progress throughout the year. Yeah, that was really neat. Um, You know, it's especially with us doing our, you know, rolling of our new tunes and all that. It's really gotten me in the mood to play Skyrim again. And then when I saw you, you know typing in what we're talking about today i just about flipped out because i'm like oh man (laughs) scratching the itch man dude it's so funny because i know i've talked about it before but the only other genre that has been able to hold me of course is star wars but there's something about this elder scrolls universe that makes things never old they don't get old. Yeah, it's just like you. Okay, you're into one thing, and then it kind of fades off. But as soon as you fade off of that, you're right into something else. Like there's just so many layers. Yeah, it's it is really a beautiful thing for me. And then you like here's a small snippet of why I love it so much. You look at Twitter, and a lot of the people that we follow on Twitter, they just like do screenshots and snapshots and. 
show you all the different areas that their characters are going and everything. And you just look at those shots of this game and you fall in love with it all over again. Yeah. It's it's as simple as that for me. I'm a, I'm a very visual, simple-minded simpleton. Simple kind of man. Yeah, and I'm... Mm. Yeah, nice pull. There's something. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Did you? Okay, all right. You know, just all making right. sure because, oh, you know, oh, no. you're clearly one for nine today. Just wanted to make sure you're over there with me. So... I'm just going to let you get away with that. Just going to let that one go? Okay. All right. <laughs> well, Good. the only thing I was really about to queue up would be a white trash joke. Oh, okay. Well, it's pr- we're not in the after dark yet. <laughs> that would be racialist. That definitely won't be. It's just not that dark. kind of a show. We're a little more sophisticated than that. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, good job, my friend. That was fantastic. Thanks, buddy. That was fantastic. Well, friends, this is so f- this kind of like this episode has this vibe of excitement because what we're getting ready to do with the live show is something we've never done. That's why I can't wait to get to that. It's going to be a good time. But anyway, thank you everybody for hanging out with us today. This was the Lore Secrets Podcast episode what did I say? Seven? I think we're on seven. Seven. Yeah. So uh, anyway, if you enjoyed this show, we hope you did. And uh, for every five-star review that we get on iTunes, we show you some love with a shout-out on the show. And speaking of, we got a couple. Uh, first one here from AC94 it's out of the United Kingdom says, I could go on for days talking about my love for all things Elder Scrolls and how much this podcast alone has enhanced my feelings for this already perfect and immersive series and how much enjoyment I've gotten from each and every episode without fail. But right now, in this review, my main point that I want to make is that Jibs and Cash are incredible hosts in every way. They truly come across as very genuine, warm, and friendly people, and I honestly believe we'd be a lot better off in the world had more people like Jibs and Cash. Dilly dilly. Much love, guys. Keep up the solid work, Adam. Wow. Oh, my gosh. You don't want more of me. <laughs> no, that was that was really, like, heartfelt uh, and, like, was. really nice. And really I, don't, I don't want to ruin Adam's thought of us because we're really dicks. I, I I can't I can't pronunciate, man. Do you, you don't want a world of that, that and especially no. if it's, if they're trying to pronounce Lord of the Rings or or this these names. Yeah, uh, don't make me pronounce Tolkien. Oh Tolkien. man, don't make Dreg. me say just about any T. So Drow. No man, but no, seriously, Adam. Thank you so much. That was very yeah, kind. That was that was really really nice. This was thank nice. you. It was nice. And I don't typically read um, the full length of longer reviews simply for time's sake. But this one this one hit the heartstrings, and this one I know would mean a lot to Cash, too. So Cheese Flavoring from the United States says this. Great name. I love- <laughs> when I first read it, I saw his name like, oh, it's awesome. It says, uh, my wife and I had played ESO from beta to PC and to the eventual Xbox One release. I've been playing on console ever since though have never been successful as a guild member. Too much IRL lore breaking drama. I've been a solo player much of the gen- much because of the general toxicity I have been met with whenever reaching out to other players. There wow. have been some good experiences, but largely outweighed by the negative and have been few and far between. It started to feel like the game had been overrun by, quote, duty heads. 
Nice. <laughs> nice PG name. I love it. Yes. That could care less about the story and lore. Then I discovered exactly what I needed to refresh my love and faith in this game's community, the Lore Seekers, Elder Scrolls Online podcast. I've still ca- I'm still catching up to the current episodes, but cannot praise this show enough. My wife, who doesn't play anymore, likes to listen in too. She was hooked back when Cash said, quote, if you're not good at PvE or PvP, who gives a friggin' skeever? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, we both laughed so hard. Whenever Jibs gets excited about some lore tidbit and says, shut up, to which Cash responds with a tone of sincerity, you shut up, we die. Yeah. I've since jo- Stop agreeing. I've since Why do you jo- always say that to me? <laughs> I've since joined the Lord Seekers Guild slash community on Xbox and Discord, respectively, and cannot thank these guys enough for welcome- welcoming me into their family and showing me the way home. If you are a fan of Elder Scrolls Online or Elder Scrolls in general, this show is for you. That's all I have to say about that. Peace. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> That's a really, really good review of our show. And thank you. That is what we aim to do, but indirectly. And I just, I want to reiterate again that Jibs and I have been friends for a long time we just wanted to podcast about something that we love. And I think that's, that's why we get reviews like this. I think sometimes and we, we never expect them like a five star review. Are you freaking kidding me? But then they started coming one after the other and we're going, dude, yeah. it's just two idiots talking about <laughs> a video game, but oh. it makes us so happy that there's so many yeah, people really out is. there that, that's what you've been looking for. And man, I feel you when you're talking about the drama that guilds can have. I get it. And yeah, I mean, it's, this is just us. This is how we are. We're just, we're organic people. We're real people. We're just busy adults, just like everybody else that we have. We find a little bit of extra time to bring what we love to do to you. And it's so such a beautiful thing to know that there are other people out there that just are interested in listening to that. So we're more in debt to each one of you for listening to this show than we are for putting together the show and getting on here and, and squawk boxing every week. We love doing this. And the fact that other people love to hear it brings it home for us. Agreed. Couldn't say it better. Agreed. Of course that's, you couldn't have. That's why. <laughs> that's why. Duh. That's exactly why we do this show. For everything right. that review said and re- exactly what Cash said. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for those reviews. That was fantastic. And uh, we hope to see you both at the uh, Twitch stream. We'd love to see you both in chat. We'd love to greet. But uh, anyway, call us uh, 765-382-6961. You can email us. Podcast at gmail.com and uh, Cash we got a guild it's ever growing and full of wonderful lovely people it's ev- it is ever growing like every time Daily I log grow. in <laughs> every time I log in I see brrr, tons of people in game and like two people on voice chat <laughs> it has gotten so quiet lately people where are you I think people are probably just busy right now with family and such oh yeah but that time of year yeah but i'm you know i want to reiterate again don't be afraid to come into chat 
and chit chat with us. We don't bite much. Much. We <laughs> nibble. Um, but no, everybody that comes into Discord, you know, gets greeted and hey, what's going on? What are you guys up to? What are you working on? There's always like help going on. And um, I think we've talked about it before. It is it's hilarious the way our Discord works because we'll have a ton of people playing online and just a few people in Discord or maybe not even anybody. And then like as soon as a couple of us jump into Discord or, you know, two or three people jump into Discord, then it's like then a bunch of people are in Discord. So <laughs> hop in. Don't be afraid to be that first or second person in there. We have like a really cool bard in there that plays really cool music. So yeah, um, you up your own. Just uh, hop, yeah, hop in there music. and do your thing. Hop in there and do your thing and um, and be social. There you it's go. just yeah. But uh, anyway, if you want to join, lorecigarspodcast.com forward slash guild. Discord is a big part of it, so make sure that you have it downloaded. Uh, you can join our server by typing forward slash apply in the apply to guild channel. But, my friends, that does not mean that you're in the guilt. Follow the prompts, fill out the application, douchebag filter, voila, we will get you into Discord. And then eventually, sometimes it takes a minute, so be patient, we'll get you an in-game invite on whatever platform that you play on. We are still looking for somebody to lead our EU Guild aspirations, I should say. Yeah, yeah. But, we're looking um, to expand the EU. We're just looking for the yeah, right person to lead it. We're looking for the right person to lead it. We'd like to have a, a few different applications so we can, you know, kind of filter through a little bit. But we would like to see more EU people joining and chit and chatting and doing their thing with us. So, there you go. yeah, join us. There you go. And yeah, like Cash said, when you when you join the Discord server, you will automatically receive a PM and it'll detail the process to you and what you need to do next. So there should never be a time where hopefully there's never a time where you're confused and uh should be pretty easy straightforward process for you. You can listen to this show wherever podcasts are free, including Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever we're there. And uh you know, after you're done here, Make sure you go and listen to other Elder Scrolls podcasts like the Tenets podcast, Tales of Tamriel, Sons of Sithis, and Written in Uncertainty. You can follow us on Twitter, myself at JibsIRL, Cash at LoreSeekerCash with a K, and most importantly, the show at LoreSeekersCast. We hope you have a great week. Stay safe. Stay awesome. Be there for the live show, December 19th, 8 p.m. EST, twitch.tv. Slash Solar Seekers podcast. Deuces. Yeah, I don't even have anything snarky to say. It's Dilly a Christmas dilly. miracle. It's amazing. The Satan Docks. The landscape was quite peaceful, actually. The water glistening from the rays of the morning sunshine, coupled with the various hues of green and blue of the sea, it could truly fool the eyes into believing that all was well. But for us, it was anything but. We both felt the tension of the situation. The note we'd received said to show up alone, 
Just Jibs and I. No tricks. But seriously, who were we going to call? The local authorities? The divine prosecution? Please. Jibs and I, and the whole of the reliquary for that matter, aren't really known for being lawful good on the D&D disposition chart. I'd say we were more like chaotic good, but anyways, I digress. Jibs and I approached the docks, fishing poles in hand as directed by the note, and took a weary look around. The sun was shining, the birds were chirping, and someone was arguing? We both heard it, but we didn't see anyone until we reached the base of the docks. That was when we saw two figures, two hulking figures, near the end of the docks. The bright sunlight was silhouetting the two giants, so we couldn't quite make out any details, but we sure could hear them. A hushed but heated discussion about why one of the two fishermen tangled his line with his buddies. Dagnabbit flesh! I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times. Keep your spacing! That means don't friggin' frag and crowd me, you oaf! Every time you sidle up to me, we get our skeevin lines tangled! One of the fishermen exclaimed. Jeez, Eagle, talk nice. Why are you so mad with me most times? I just tried to stay close so nobody will get you, the other fisher said. Jibs and I wearily continued our approach. Slowly and methodically, we stepped in sync, hoping not to disturb the conversation. As we listened to their bickering, we scanned the docks, looking for the person we were supposed to meet. I pictured a small, cloaked assassin type if I were to base my opinion on how the message was delivered. We were right on time, in the exact location we were told to meet. Look, Flesh, it's fine, okay? It's fine. It's just that we are supposed to meet those reliquary guys here, and I want us to look professional, not like buffoons. And furthermore, at those words, Jibs and I stopped in our tracks, both eyes fixed onto the two hulking fishermen arguing as we grew near. They had both heard our approach, and it appeared we had startled them. One of the men was so set back by our appearance, he dropped his fishing pole in the water and immediately jumped in after it. The sun's position had changed as we approached, and we could now clearly see the remaining man on the dock. The man was a Nord, massive in stature. He had tan skin, a bald head, and a long, weathered beard with braids and knots intertwined. He wore a Nordic knot doublet and breeches, but the muscles of the man could not be hidden by such a meager ensemble. Strapped to his back was a small recurved bow and quiver of medium quality from what I could see. Next to him, leaning on the dock, was a massive two-handed mace that appeared to have seen its share of the battlefield. Unlike his partner, he was still holding his fishing pole, which he began reeling in. He looked down into the water where his friend had dove in. Get up, your flesh, for the love of Mara. I can't take you anywhere worth a septum, the Nord said under his breath. There we stood, about ten paces apart from each other, staring. The Nord looked upon Jibs and I, and then down to the water where his fishing buddy was climbing back onto the dock. Then he looked back at us. He smirked and shook his head. 
I think your buddy spooked the fish, I said, noticeably chuckling. We didn't quite know each other, but at that, we shared an uneasy laugh. It was only then that we saw him, emerging from the water by way of the dockside, was the largest orsimer Jibs and I had ever seen. He was massive. No, I mean he was massive. Look, Jibs and I had been around this land. We've certainly seen some things, but this orc was f***ing massive. Jacked to the hilt. Nearly ripping out of his tunic, he stood at least 10 feet tall and actually dwarfed his Nord fishing buddy in height and weight. The sopping wet orc set his recently fetched fishing pole on the ground next to a sizable two-handed sword, then stood at his friend's side. Quite close, actually, to where his inflated forearms were just barely touching his Nord friend's shoulder. The Nord, noticing the close proximity his soaking wet friend chose to claim, gave a rough shove using his elbow, which prompted the orc to move away slightly. Standing there, in awe, the only word Jibs could muster was unbelievable. Jibs couldn't take his eyes off the pair. The intimidation was unrelenting. I smacked Jibs' arm with the back of my hand, breaking his stare. He looked at me, irritated by the interruption, then snapped too. The Nord spoke. Cash, Jibs, of the Reliquary. Despite the comical opening to this chapter of our day, Jibs refocused and recycled his edge. To whom inquires, Jibs retorted. Is it you or not? The Nord spat. I haven't roost our skins to travel to this la-la land for a game of Ring Around the Rosie. Now answer up. Are you Jibs and Cash? Ho ho ho, you said Ring Around the Rosie. The orc blundered. Can we play? Shush up, Flesh, the Nord spat at his friend. Yes, I am Jibs. Jibs pointed toward Cash. And this is Cash. Pointing at the orc, Jibs continued. We gather this mountain here is called Flesh? But what should we call you? It's man flesh, actually. And they call me Eagle, the Nord replied. I furrowed my eyebrow and blurted. Manflesh? Don't fancy I want to know how you got that name. Am I right, Jibs? Jibs launched one of his cold stares at me, which flattened out my smile. He used to hunt with the Bosmer clan, actually. I'll let you deduce the rest, Eagle corrected. Don't take his gosh for weakness, friend. He'll pinch your head clean off and squeeze out your guts through your neck. My face stiffened, and I countered with rigidity. Don't get your bather's towel in a knot, friend. I'm just trying to mellow us all out. I looked at the orc. No offense, friend. You're just... Impressive. That's all. Both of you, for that matter. By Mara's name, what the hell do you people eat for breakfast? It seemed to work, as the Nord's shoulders lowered, and he released a near-silent, deflating sigh. Jibs interrupted. Are you the two who sent the note? We are, Eagle said, gaining back a touch of tension. But how did you get it on the table that fast? We never... Invisibility potion, and a lot of it. We're way too big and clumsy to move like thieves. 
Eagle said with a wry smile aimed at me. Jibs replied with a serious tone, ending the comedy. To business then. Wolven. How do you know where he is? How, you ask? Eagle replied. Because we delivered him, that's how. Delivered him, I asked. Yep, by ship from Woodhearth. Right after he was captured, Eagle replied. I continued. So you're pirates then? Not pirates. We're smugglers, Manflesh boasted. Realizing his volume, he looked around and repeated, We're not pirates. We smuggle things. And he was alive. You're sure of it, Jibs said without hesitation. Alive and well. We made sure of it on the trip from Woodhearth. We just don't know how long he'll last under Elka Basram's care. Eagle replied with a somber tone. Wolven's good. A friend, Manflesh said with glassy eyes. Everyone looked at the orc for a moment at that, startled by his change in demeanor at the mention of Wolven's name. Flesh has a sense about these things. He snuck him food and water on the trek to Hughes Bane. Trust me, Elker and his men could have given a rat's ass whether he was nourished or not. Flesh here. He had his back, though, Eagle explained while thumbing in the direction of the orc, who remained silent. So you work for Elker? Jibs asked suspiciously. Work for? No. You could say we're independent contractors of a sort. Cash looked at Jibs and whispered out of the corner of his mouth. Pirates. Look, we know where he's being held. If you ask me, we're wasting time sitting here posturing up on each other, Eagle said without haste. Why would you want to help us, though? You don't know us, I quizzed with a puzzled look. Let's just say we're no friend of Elker Bazram, and he's got it coming to him, Eagle mused. If getting to Wolven while he still draws breath is important to you, I suggest you gather a contingent of soldiers and meet us at the docks. Our ship will take us to Hughes Bane as soon as you're ready. Wait, 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 wait. How do we know this isn't a trap? How do we know we can trust you? Jibs asked with an uneasy look on his face. Without missing a beat, Eagle answered. Well, Jibs, you don't. <laughs>